Hello, and welcome to the final episode of the Angry Feminist Podcast. My name is Teresa Meehan, and we're joined here today with a very special guest, the president or one of the leaders of the Feminist Club at Lusher and a close personal friend, Cecira Holbrook. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, Sissy is, again, uh, one of the leaders of our own feminist club at Lusher, which uses community engagement and well-made presentations to educate young people going to our school about um, not only feminist issues, but also social justice issues. She also uses her own personal social media accounts to spread information about social justice issues of all kinds for her followers to see. Thanks again for being here, Sissy. Okay, so what role do you play as one of the club leaders in advancing the third wave of feminism, as you can see? Um, I think we're definitely a new club, but our, our goals are just pretty central, pretty basic um, to feminist ideas. We just want to um, like uphold these new notions that it's not just about women and it's not just about white, um, able-bodied, skinny, Christian, whatever. Women. Right. It's, um, it's a bigger issue than that and everyone's voice needs to be heard. Okay, great. Uh, so what do you think are the biggest challenges or issues about feminism today in America? Um, right now, I think we've definitely made a lot of progress, but there's still a bunch of glaring issues like wage gaps and um, just a lot of microaggressions, things that people don't know they're doing wrong. And of course there's, I mean, I could go on about <laughs> issues, but um, like sexual assault, sexual harassment, and just that it's not getting as much attention as it needs to be getting. It's definitely getting more attention um, with the Me Too movement, which is, I mean, social media is definitely a big, a big part of advancing these goals, but yeah, it's, there's still a lot of work to be done. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think that inclusivity in regards to feminism and intersectional feminism is different now? Um, I think we're definitely starting to include more groups and starting to look at like these really, um, I guess, obscure intersections of parts of your identity and like we were just uh, a few years ago thinking about having our first female president as Hillary Clinton. And that was an outrageous idea, but now we have a vice president who is not only a woman, but also black. She's got South Asian descent. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, I think we are broadening our horizons and branching out in terms of what we think inclusivity means. Absolutely. Uh, how does the introduction of social media platforms change the way we view feminism from your perspective as being someone who um, spreads information through social media or just from what you've seen? Right. So I feel like um, we all spend a lot of time on social media in general, and it, it takes up so much of our time that having using it as a platform to raise awareness about causes or just um, just to spread information in general, it's really useful and it it's an opportunity to spread information in more like bite-sized pieces because a lot of us don't sit down to watch the news or like read the newspaper or anything like that. So to to get information on these 
these topics that maybe aren't even covered in the news, um, social media becomes a really useful tool and Absolutely. information spreads so quickly. Yeah, because I, I think that um, there's a lot of censorship that is not, that doesn't happen on social media because it comes from people directly. So, yeah. Um, why do you think that we need intersectional feminism from a personal perspective or just from a technical perspective? From a personal perspective, I, I'm half Thai, half white. Um, and I don't, I feel like I come from a position of a lot of privileges and the marginalization that I've experienced is pretty minimal and pretty specific, but as as intersectional feminism grows, I feel like it's being catered more to these like really obscure intersections of identity. Um, like I was talking about before, I had never seen anything that had really spoken to me personally, but uh, especially in social media, I've seen things about like mixed race women and growing up mixed race and um, a lot about cultural appropriation, which I think does feed into feminism. Um, and that was just nothing that I'd ever heard of before. I'd experienced it myself, but um, I just didn't know that anyone else had. So that's, that's my personal experience with it. But um, from a technical standpoint, I think it's, it's pretty um, basic. It's just, there are so many different facets of identity that like standard, if I guess it's not standard, but um, feminism that isn't intersectional caters to just white, able-bodied, straight, um, cis women. That's, that's almost a minority now. That covers so few people um, when you start piling up these um, layers of privilege. So intersectional feminism is feminism made for more than a tiny group. Yeah, because, you know, if not all of us are covered by feminism as women, then no one is covered right. by feminism. As a third wave feminist yourself, what uh, things or sayings or ideas should be reclaimed or redefined? We're redefining our sense of self and it comes back to intersectional feminism. Like there are so many parts of it that, that start to stack up and um, blend and mesh. And so we need to redefine what it means to be um, a feminist. And it's not just a movement for women anymore. It's a movement um, that everyone should have a part in and everyone should support. And I think we also need to expand expand it beyond um, gender. And I think non-binary people definitely have a, a place in the feminist movement. Uh -huh. And um, men also need to support it so that yeah. we can all move forward. I mean, femme presenting non-binary people absolutely have a place in the feminist movement. And also, I mean, with, with this kind of topic, I think that it's important to recognize the fact that the term patriarchy is not just about women and the oppression of women. It's about the oppression of all people um, centered around gender roles and that kind of thing. And so I think that it's a, it's a very important thing to reclaim terms like patriarchy and patriarchal and gender identity and gender inclusivity because it affects, it, it affects literally everyone. Exactly. Uh, so as a last um, sort of sum, summing up question, why is, uh, why are race, ethnicity, gender, 
and sexuality important factors when talking about feminism today? When we talk about feminism or intersectionality in general, we can't we can't look at one at a time anymore. It doesn't it doesn't really work because our identities are expanding and um, getting more and more complex, and we need to address every part of them in order to move forward. Thank you so much, Kudia. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sissy, for joining us today in our final episode of AFP Angry Feminist Podcast. And I hope everyone has enjoyed our interviews, our what we talk about, and thank you. Thanks, everybody. go check out Women by Diversa on SoundCloud as featured at the beginning and end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening in today.